Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. It is your host, Poonam, here with a very special guest, Maggie Steinhardt. I'm super excited to host her, and today we are going to talk about holiday stress and how to manage it. Welcome, Mandy. So before I ask you more questions, please introduce yourself and tell us what are you doing currently? Sure. So I'm Mandy Steinhardt. I'm a senior marketer at Cisco um, in the solutions marketing team. So I have over 15 years experience in marketing and analytics, and I'm also a women's career and authenticity coach. So I, I coach individuals and also offer women's circles and community that help women rediscover their desires and create a lifestyle that's more fulfilling. Nice to be here. Yeah, that's wonderful, Mandy. You are wearing too hot and you're helping a lot of women to find themselves and you know live that life they want to live so that's wonderful and you know as we know holidays are coming December holidays we just celebrated Thanksgiving and I am to be honest very excited to spend time with my family and friends and new thing what I am learning and I heard recently at work People are talking about holiday stress. And that gave me an idea to record this podcast. And to be honest, I did not know some people feel holiday stress uh, because, you know, my extended family is not here. And I just celebrate with my, you know, kids, husband, and my friends. So, my first question to you is why do some people feel holiday stress? Yeah, I think it has to do with all of the additional roles that we have to take on this time of year. So, in addition to our usual, I'm the, the woman who does the laundry and plans the dinners and does the grocery shopping, right? I'm being very stereotypical, but we're also adding on the, the gift buying and the gift thinking and wrapping and shipping and entertaining and hosting. So, if we don't learn to sort of set boundaries and say no to some of these unspoken expectations, then it becomes a lot of things that we're trying to manage all at the same time. Yep, I agree. Right? You know, a lot of responsibilities. And, you know, I was reading some survey and according to that survey, you know, there are different stressors for different people. Right? Some even talk about financial stress holidays bring and then, you know, family gathering in a sense. Uh, you might not be getting along with some of your you know, family members. And then talk about traveling. Right? If you are planning to meet with your uh, family, you may need to travel. That also puts um, financial burden in, as well as take time. And as you were saying, right, like a lot of things need to be done during holidays, and that may disrupt uh, routine. 
but i wanted to ask you more some individual might not have family members or they might be living alone so how do they deal with this holiday stress i think it's a completely different type of holiday stress when you are feeling distant from your family and you're not able to celebrate the holiday in the same way that you're used to or that you did growing up. I think also, even if you get the opportunity to travel, um, we have a lot of patterns that we fall into with the family that we grew up with. And so when we go back and we're in that environment with our siblings and our parents again, our cousins, they sort of treat us like they treated us when we were younger. And so we get into these family patterns and, and behaviors, which may be good or not so good. So a lot of it is um, about how am I going to adapt and how real can I be with these folks with what's going on in my life right now? Because I think a lot of people also feel forced to pretend that this is a happy holiday season. To the other point, too, is folks who are grieving this time of year, I think it's really hard for them to get to this point of the year that's supposed to be very happy. And then they're dealing with how am I going to get through the holidays and still enjoy it, but in a different type of way than I may have in the past. Thanks. Thanks, Mandy, for educating us. Yeah, I did not think about that case. So now I think I understand, you know, different people in different phases of their lives, different settings. They might be feeling stressed for different reasons. And in my case, uh, because, you know, I do not have extended family, we don't exchange gifts. I mean, my kids used to write letters to Santa and I would buy them. But as they're grown up, they don't do that. But I still love to give them some gift or the other. And, you know, for the food part, right, like we just do potluck with friends and you know, I don't feel any stress for that purpose. But as you were mentioning, different kind of people, different scenarios, right? So what are your recommendations to reduce holiday stress? Yeah, I think one thing is definitely taking a look at all the tasks that you typically take on each year and see whether some of those things you can stop doing if you don't enjoy doing them and talk to your other family members about picking names for gifts or taking on some of these responsibilities. Like you said, a potluck makes it so much more fun to host because you just need to make sure your place is inviting and everybody kind of does their part to, to bring it together. The other thing is the Christmas greeting card, right? Some people, they schedule a fall photo shoot. They're thinking in October already about how they're going to get ready for their family photo. We need the matching outfits. We need the location. We need the photographer all so we can send this, this greeting card. So if you, you like sending the card, maybe send it on New Year's instead. You can be very creative and think about different ways that the holiday season can reflect the values that are most important to you. Um, and how you want to bring that to life. Yeah, wow, wonderful tip. Yeah, don't try to be perfect. You need to get everything done on time, and you know, you need to buy the best gift. Uh, gift cards is another option. Just, you know, sending your wishes is important. Wonderful ideas. So, and you were talking about, you know, um, that loneliness or seeing your family and maybe remembering something from childhood. 
and there could be scenarios you know when you are not able to get along with your family members so what is your advice to cope up with such a situation where, where you're meeting but you like you know you're not enjoying and you're feeling stressed yeah i think it completely depends on your relationship with different people in the family and how you know how that those dynamics play out but it's perfectly okay to avoid certain people in your family or to be civil but unengaged if they um tend to create difficulties you know around the holidays or even draw boundaries around some behaviors that they might be doing that's contributing to a negative experience so the thing that's important to remember is we're adults now we can stand up for ourselves we don't need to tolerate bad treatment because that's the way somebody is we don't necessarily we shouldn't necessarily expect them to change if we don't think that they're like capable or, or wanting to change but that also doesn't mean that we need to sort of continue to expose ourselves to that so frame your interactions don't expect everything to be rosy if it hasn't been rosy in the past but you know you can also sort of set limits on how you want to engage with your family members and even set time limits about okay you know we're tired it's time for us to get a little bit of rest we have a big day tomorrow you don't have to stay out all night um, so you can also just create a little bit of boundaries for yourself so that you have that energy and, and time to renew yourself. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. I love that, you know, define your limits and boundaries. And I would say, you know, even create a space to feel your feelings. If you are feeling overwhelmed and, you know, some negative feelings are coming, just, you know, take a deep breath. <laughs> and maybe go away for a walk or write down your feelings right like there are different ways to manage different emotions and then it's important to recognize um, your feelings and you know setting that boundary so maybe i wanted to ask another aspect of holiday stress we are working parents and um, i'm sure like you know and then we are heading to new year we need to get a lot of things done at work, and sometimes that adds additional stress as we are rushing and we want to finish everything before that holiday shutdown. In my company, definitely there is a holiday shutdown, and we are trying to do everything before the shutdown so that we can enjoy our holidays with family and friends. So do you have any advice for working parents, how they can manage uh, like stress, one thing, yeah, holidays coming, and then another aspect is work is piling up. Um, any advice for our parents? Absolutely, and I will say this is easier said than done. So I feel your pain, the, all of us who are trying to get a lot done before the end of the year. But I would say both from a work and a home standpoint, it's really about that prioritization of what's gonna be most important and alignment so when you're at work aligning with your your leaders and the rest of your team what are those things that we can get done with the amount of time we have available and we can do it in an effective way and same with at home okay we've got you know however many weeks left until christmas we've made some commitments um what are the most important of the commitments of the things that that we need to do we always try to do way more than is possible because whether it's society 
um, are we getting these messages that, you know, we can be perfect this time of year. So um, we also have to be able to delegate both at home and at work um, and shortcut or cut out the things that aren't essential. So I definitely want to recommend the book Fair Play. If you haven't read it out there, it's a really useful guide to help structure conversations with your family on delegating and doling out your household tasks fairly. Um, it's been very successful in my household. I don't do dishes, I do laundry. Um, but one of the most important things that she talks about in the book too is when you're handing out these tasks, if someone selects a task, they're they're responsible for it from the beginning until the end. So there's no there's no mom reminding everybody to do these certain things. And it's the same at the workplace. We have to trust our colleagues enough that when we're helping each other with different projects or we're taking on certain tasks, I trust that person to accomplish that. I'm not going to micromanage them. I'm going to allow it to do and do accomplish this task in a way that they're passionate about and we're going to get better results all around because we're trusting the folks in our lives to be as accountable as we are for for the outcomes. Wonderful. So what I understood, you know, ask for help if you need. Don't try to be a super mom or super dad. You know, everybody has to do their share and uh, be, you know, they are for each other, not only at home, but at work also. Empower each other. Uh, like, you know, it's okay to do mistakes also if you are doing, you know, delegating and somebody is doing for the first time. Uh, but that, you know, that's okay. So I love that, you know, empowering others, holding them accountable, making them responsible. Um, yeah, I might I have certain I'll... feelings about how my husband loads the dishwasher, right? But if I'm hovering over him every time, then he'll say, you know, I, I'm just not good at this. You just take over, right? And same with the folks that we we work with. We got to let give them that space to breathe. Um, and yeah, I almost forgot to mention, too, I've been using a few AI tools here and there to get some some ideas. So I would say... If you have ChatGPT or Bing, you can also ask the AI for help on, hey, help me find a present for a tennis enthusiast who's in their 30s. Uh, help me plan a trip, a three-day trip with an itinerary to Washington, D.C. I need a recipe that uses up the cranberries in my house. You know, there's some really random but, but helpful uses that we can get the AI assistance to help us with, too. Wonderful idea. Many both of us are working in a technology company. We can't stop talking about AI. And, you know, I recently used AI uh, to plan a, you know, day trip in the Bay Area. Uh, my brother is visiting me during these holidays and I need to take him around. And then, you know, I am here in the Bay Area for the last 25 years. But, you know, AI gave me a lot of places which I did not visit. So use the power of AI. I love that. That's awesome. So I have now another question I wanted to ask. Uh, you are a mother of a teen. So do you think he's feeling holidays just anything he mentions or you see in his behavior? Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell because he's entered this age where it's he's not enjoying sharing lots of things with us. It's like just turning the corner, right? He's 13 now, but um, he is 
at his middle school, there's an opportunity to apply for what they call here an early college high school, which means that he can attend there up to five years if he wants to, and he would graduate with an associate's degree. But the process to apply is like a college application. He's got essays. He had to get three teacher recommendations. We went to all these open houses. So it seems like the pressures from an academic standpoint are getting earlier and earlier for them. Um, and they have to they have this pressure to kind of like know what they want to do with themselves already, which, of course, most of us still don't know what we want to do with ourselves. So I wouldn't expect a 13 year old to have it all figured out. So I think there's a lot of things that he's navigating from that perspective, too, but it's just completely different from the things that I'm I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, my kids are grown up, but I remember they used to feel a lot of stress during the holiday time because in our school this week, uh, they used to have uh, their midterm exams after the holiday. And it was like during holidays, they're thinking about their exam and trying to carve out time uh, to continue that study routine so that they don't forget. So, but now, like, you know, after parents saw how their teens were feeling, they asked both to change the policy. Um, so they are now, like, keeping their exam before the holidays, uh, which is, I feel, a good change. And my son is also finishing up his finals, um, and he's coming home for holidays. So I'm happy for him. Like, he's, he will not think about his college and his all the exam stuff. But I wanted to ask you, what are your advices for anybody like, you know, who feel holiday stress? We talked a lot um, earlier, but now, like, you know, anything else we did not talk about uh, which you would like to recommend to our audience? Yeah, I think when things are stressful, it's a signal to us to slow down uh, and listen to what your body and soul needs. So you mentioned writing down your feelings. I think that's an excellent suggestion. I try to maintain my daily meditation and journal practice and actually looked back over my journal over the past two years and thought, wow, I've been through a lot, right? There's a lot of different, and I put the date next to it because so I, I was thinking, do I typically get this stressed every December? Let me look back and see, you know, what was going on at this time. But it's an opportunity to really listen to our heart in a sense and say, what do I, what am I doing too much of? What do I, what am I okay with giving up right now? And what's really important to me? What are the things that make me so happy this time of year? And one thing that we love to do is drive around and look at all the Christmas lights. We don't decorate to the extremes, but we'll find the other houses and go do a little tour. And I make ginger spice cookies and we just like to drive around and eat cookies and look at beautiful lights. Um, so figuring out what's triggering you and taking you away from that peaceful place and plan some coping strategies for maybe some of the difficult situations or more challenging things that you can make things a little bit easier for yourself. So we can't eliminate everything that's going to cause us stress, but we can reduce some of that decision fatigue and put a few things on on autopilot for ourselves.
Yeah, wonderful, wonderful advice. Um, maybe what I am learning from you is don't, uh, you know, try to do big things to feel happy. Even small things like looking at Christmas lights, eating ginger cookies, right? Uh, those things can give you uh, happiness. And I feel like, you know, as we are ending this year, a lot of people try to squeeze most of the, like, you know, things out of this year. But I do feel, hey, it's okay. <laughs> you do have New Year coming up. Uh, you can enjoy your next year also. You don't need to, you know, squeeze everything in last month of the year. But I love all the things that you mentioned. And uh, I would like to add importance of, you know, a deep breath, a mindfulness, right? Being in the nature. And we talked about, you know, setting up boundaries. And even reframing your mindset, as we are saying, you know, you're just visiting and you will go back to your home um, after social gatherings. And, and other thing that I love to do at this time of the year is support your community, give back uh, to those who are underprivileged. And that gives me a lot of uh, happiness and that gratitude. Right. So I love to think, reflect on my whole year, you know, what did I do, what I feel good about myself and uh, what like then, you know, in the new year, I will definitely reflect what do I want to do more of and what do I want to do less of. So those are the some things I love to do during these holiday seasons. Um, and it was amazing to talk to you and learn from you. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. Thank you for having me, Punam. I think that's an excellent point, too, about gratitude. It's the perfect antidote to that consumerism that a lot of us get sucked into this time of year. So a wonderful way to, to close off. I agree. Thank you again. Thanks. You are listening to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation. As part of our youth series, we will be releasing new episodes every Friday, so make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and thank you so much for listening.